And now, the conclusion. So, you know, I mentioned that I used to watch The Sopranos, right? Uh Are you familiar at all? No, I've never seen an episode. Okay, that's fine. Thank you. There is an elderly woman that plays Tony Soprano's mother, and she's just an old crotchety lady, right? Okay, great. (laughs) During the making of the series, the actress passed away. They decided, instead of killing her off screen, which would have been the nice thing to do, to pay like millions and millions of dollars to CG superimpose her character into the show. I'm not fucking with you, Tressa. I'm not fucking with you. That seems like a lot. So they took, and it looks so bad. <laughs> so, they, so they took her character, uh, I guess, I don't know how they did it, but they took footage of her with like outtakes and shit, and they Frankensteined it into a scene that really doesn't make sense. Oh my God. I love it. I want to see just that scene because it sounds awful. I will sh- I will send it to you. It's on YouTube. People Thank make you. fun of it all the time because it was like thirty million dollars or something ridiculous <laughs> like that. And it looks like it looks like hot dog shit. <laughs> but I found out, you know, on that same note, Carrie Fisher died. She wasn't supposed to be in the last or or the not the last Jedi. What was the, the last one? Rise of Skywalker. She wasn't supposed to be in that movie. She had passed away in between the last Jedi right. or yeah, the last Jedi and the Rise of Skywalker. So. The footage of Carrie Fisher in The Rise of Skywalker is the same thing. It's like weird superimposed footage they had already filmed, but for the last movie. And somehow they made it work. Uh, Just let people die, dude. Honestly, like, I'm cool with the fact that her family are like, okay, yeah, let let her go in there. But, you know, maybe, you know, this could be something that... We could, I could get your opinion on, but lay it on me. You also, I mean, just in movies in general, you've got a situation where if an actor or an actress passes away, is it within good taste to still feature them in the movie? And I'd like to use another example. You've got this most recent Ghostbusters Afterlife, right? Harold Ramis has passed away. You know, he there was not even a, a thought of this movie when he passed away, right? Uh, but they superimposed him into this movie on a different actor for the sake of the story. Now, how do you do? You think that's in bad taste? I don't know if it's in bad taste. It's just not necessary. Just go to a different character. Do something like you don't. It's not necessary. It just doesn't look good. I, I would agree with you. I think that it's kind of a cop out on creativity. Absolutely. That you if you can't work around that with your own creative whatever, just, then just let them die off screen. Yeah. I've always felt like the ghosts in that movie. The only ones that survive and haunt are the evil ones, right? Like, isn't that the whole thing? Is like they're haunting because something is unresolved. Like, right. they're all the scary ghosts. You don't really see friendly ghosts in Ghostbusters the movie. Like, okay, they're Slimer, but he's kind of a scumbag anyway. Right. You don't want him eating your hot dogs and getting slime everywhere. It was so awkward for me. Like, I, I did like, I guess I did like how they worked them in, but only from the perspective of thinking to myself that they had to address it somehow. So, like, in that movie, and I don't want to really spoil it for anyone, but, like, in that movie, there are parts where, as a ghost or his spirit, interacts with his granddaughter. I'm all for that shit. Okay. Sure. Because that, it seems like something like that could happen in real life. Mm -hmm. But then when you take his likeness and you're putting it on top of a different actor, 
And then for no reason at all, except for you can't really have it happen. He doesn't speak because like he's dead. Like you can't, you can't give him lines to speak. So like. I didn't see this movie, so I don't know exactly what you're talking about. But that just, I mean, come on. It's weird. It's its a weird thing. I, you know, a lot of people felt weird about it. A lot of people felt it was kind of in poor taste. But, like, it, it feels like it's happening a lot more recently because, as you know with movies, we're running into this issue with my generation. We're just not creative people. <laughs> Most movies that come out are sequels, reboots, prequels. Or, like, related side content for a movie that you've already seen. Star Wars is a great example. You've got sequels, you've got prequels, you've got weird side stories like Rogue One. Mm -hmm. It's, like, everything around the initial creativity, but, like, nothing really new and original. I think, I don't think the problem is the new generation not having creativity. I think that the old generation is not letting the people that do have creativity have a job. I'm sure there are hundreds, thousands of scripts that are just amazing and breathtaking and no one will ever see them because they don't have a famous sibling or relative or whatever. Yeah, I just there's a lot of movies that when they reboot them, they're just fucking trash. A hundred percent. I just recently decided to watch the Chip and Dale movie. I think I told you about that, or I told our, yeah, our friends yeah, about that. You got Seth Rogen in that movie. Like, get the fuck out of here. Like, <laughs> I, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Part of it is I don't like Seth Rogen, but, Uh, you know, the other part of it is like we don't need Andy Sandberg to be one of the leader Chip and Dale. We don't need that. Mm -mm. We we didn't need that. They could have left that to die. Yeah. You know, I don't know. (laughs) I don't even know. I don't I want to know what these conversations are like where it's like a movie studio is like, okay, we've got a guaranteed success here. (laughs) We don't have to do any work at all. We know this idea is already popular, mm-hmm. so just put any shit on screen and like any shit will be fine. They try to do that with like Sonic the Hedgehog in the first version of Sonic. Did you see that? That CGI was in the beautiful. First Sonic? The whole like pushback and everyone was like, what the fuck is this? And they're like, sorry, sorry, sorry. That's not what we meant. Sorry, sorry. <laughs> Trust me, get this shit. So that Sonic they originally had was so nasty looking, so <laughs> ugly. Do you know that in the the Chippendale Rescue Rangers movie, Ugly Sonic is in that movie as Ugly Sonic? (laughs) Yeah. I was watching that movie like, okay, all of this is shit, but that's pretty funny. (laughs) Yeah. That's great. (laughs) But no, like, I mean, I feel like with recreations of stuff, there's a lot of stuff that like, okay, sometimes it kind of works. Sometimes I'd be interested in a sequel, but maybe... It seems like something different. It could have been newer. You know, like an example of that is like growing up, I used to watch the A-Team, if you're familiar Uh with the Mm A-Team. So they came out with an A-Team movie in like 2008 or 2009 that had like Bradley Cooper and like, I don't know, uh, like Liam Neeson was Hannibal. Like, okay, I liked that new movie, but it didn't seem like the A-Team that I grew up with. It could have been its own thing. That's the thing. Stop like just making them remakes and like change a few things and call it something completely different. And, like, five people will be like, this seems like a remake. And everyone else will be like, that was fun. I enjoyed it. End of story. Instead, you have a lot of people pissed off that you're remaking something that they liked or that they're not coming up with new ideas. And that's that's totally different from this movie, this Thor movie. Because this <laughs> Thor movie oh, was yeah, like, Thor. Mm-hmm. this Thor movie was bad on purpose. This <laughs> Thor movie was like, oh, man, this was like. You know, when they get to <laughs> Los Angeles and go to her where because she has a warehouse of course of course yeah, I mean, where's she gonna keep her earth guns and she's like here put this on we have to be inconspicuous or whatever 
And yeah. so now they're both <laughs> they're both wearing their like Asgard stuff with black yeah. trench coats over them that go to the floor. <laughs> it's Los Angeles. It's not cold. You guys look insane. You're not fooling anybody. Uh, yeah, that, not only that, but there's a certain type of person that will wear a black trench coat, and those are pretty much the people that you're afraid are going to shoot up the school. You know what I mean? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So and like, you could probably <laughs> see the hilt of their sword sticking out of their trench coat. You guys, try harder. You know, I, I couldn't help but look at some of the costumes in this movie and wonder, <laughs> like, how did you... I'm going to tell you a quick story about my girlfriend and I. Please. My girlfriend's a teacher, and she was printing out some materials for her classroom, like some flashcards, right? So she's like, Frank, how good are you at cutting? And I'm like, I think I'm pretty good. She's like, do you have a steady hand? You make straight cuts? I'm like, yeah, I think so. To make a long story short, my cuts were all crooked all over, and she (laughs) had to redo everything. It was one of those that was like, Frank, thank you for helping, but you suck. (laughs) (laughs) I was watching this movie. And there's this one costume that the Thor character has on where it's like the chain mail. And then it's got these weird plates that are not exactly aligned with his muscles. And that's fine. Yeah, that's fine. But they're all but they're all crooked and shit. Not only are they like on different <laughs> levels of his chest, but like they're they're like weird wobbly shapes. <laughs> like it looks like I cut them out. No, they looked crazy. And I am 100 percent convinced that that chainmail he was wearing is just a sweater spray painted gold because it looked like a sweater spray painted gold. Yeah, I didn't think about it, but now that you mention it, I think so. And they're both wearing like some like off brand Uggs, you guys. At some point, I was really kind of afraid while I was watching this movie, and I'll tell you why. Please do. Did you see the MCU Thor movies by chance? Of course. Okay, so in the third movie, there's that wolf, right? There's the wolf character. I forgot what its name is. It has a name. But there's like a giant wolf that the Hulk battles in the trailer. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. And and like the Hulk is like holding its mouth open. Mm. I forgot what the name of that wolf is. But I know the actual legendarium says that Loki and that wolf had sex and they had children and stuff. (laughs) No joke. Loki Loki has been known to have sex with like different animals and that wolf. Loki fucks, dude. Yeah, he's got all these, like, illegitimate children, and, like, (laughs) even though the MCU decided to make Hela Thor's sister and Loki's sister, Mm -hmm. in the real legendarium, or the real Norse mythology, that's Loki's daughter. It's the the love child of him and the wolf. What? No joke. So I was really worried watching this movie. (laughs) What is this going to happen? What's going to go on with these lindworms? (laughs) I'm like, okay, so I know the source material can be fucking banana land. I really hope that they don't have, you know, Loki have sex with a horse or something, because (laughs) that's totally what some of (laughs) some of it is, you know? Yeah, people were stupid in the olden days. (laughs) Not like now where everyone's super smart. (laughs) Nah, I don't know. I here's you know what I really feel about people in society. I think men in black, if you if you like that movie, Mm -hmm. they really explained it well, where it's like at the. End of the original first movie, Will Smith was like, why keep this a secret? Why keep the aliens a secret? And Tommy Lee Jones says, the individual is smart. The individual can handle the information and be okay with it and and all of that. But people in groups or like large populations of people cannot handle the truth. They're crazy. They're insecure. They're, uh, you know, ridiculous. You know... It's such a good metaphor for a lot of things, including intelligence. Like 
there's like a weird like a sheep mentality sometimes that's like I don't even know how to describe it, but I almost feel like it's you remember in Frankenstein where they go after Frankenstein, it's all the villagers with their torches and they don't even really know what they're doing, but they just want to kill somebody because like right. they just decided as a group. And Frankenstein's like, that's not my name. I'm Frankenstein's monster. Right. Frankenstein was my <laughs> creator. And they're like, fuck you, Frankenstein. He's like, oh, <laughs> you know, also, by the way, Tressa, while we're talking about movies and Frankenstein. I understand there's a Mary Shelley's Frankenstein where Robert fucking De Niro is Frankenstein. Oh, I think I remember that. And it just looks oh. weird and fucked up. Like, he looks yeah. like how Frankenstein should have looked. Just scars everywhere. I don't know, but, but I saw a, a very small clip. And, like, Robert De Niro has a certain acting style where it's sort of like, uh, I don't know, like, he, he really has these characteristics of like an Italian person uh-huh. uh, where he's just like, Hey, well, you know, <laughs> good impression. That's, probably really ra- that's pretty racist of me. <laughs> but I think, I think anybody, if you're trying to Im- impersonate uh, Robert De Niro, you know what I'm talking about. Sure. And the small clip that I saw of this movie has him. Frankenstein is doing that. <laughs> I have to watch that movie. Yeah. I'm going to need to see that now. I don't know when it'll happen. Maybe around Halloween. But I definitely do need to see that movie. But yeah, so, I mean, where, where would you put this one? How do you rate this movie, this Thor movie? The Almighty Thor? That's a good question. I I don't know. I really wanted it to be a good movie. I've seen some good movies out of the asylum, and this was just not that. It just, oh, it had such promise. Potential? Yes, it had potential, and it just was. You know, I really do think that what should have happened is they should have taken the actors because they really were good actors. Mm-hmm. I don't think they were bad. Oh, like, and that lady, the Valkyrie lady. I don't think she's a Valkyrie, but the lady, she was uh, the lady mummy in the Brendan Fraser mummy. Oh. Yeah. Oh, Brendan Fraser. <laughs> that poor guy. No. He's just, I feel bad. There are bad movies out there that you like mm-hmm. because they're bad. Not everything has to be an Oscar nominated movie. Not everything is going to be like that, especially in the horror genre. Sometimes that cheesiness or the things that are clearly not real. Yeah. There's things to like there. And I'll tell you, I honestly, when I started watching this Thor movie, I really didn't like it. I w- it was hard for me to pay attention. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But by the end, at least I was a little bit more engaged because I could feel that they were actually like, at least trying to be bad. <laughs> <laughs> You know, they were bad like they meant it. <laughs> like it was their job. Yeah. I don't know if you have a rating scale. What, is this a movie that you think you'd recommend? Absolutely not. No. What if somebody is a real masochist and they really like, give me your shit. What, <laughs> what do you tell that person? <laughs> um, I would tell that person I don't fully understand you. And you may really enjoy it if you like to hear people say the same exact thing over and over again. The plot barely moves, and um, it's not good. I don't know what to tell you, dude. You're weird guy that likes bad things. <laughs> it's like this movie, it doesn't have a good script, right? Right. Sometimes you can have a movie that does not have a good script, but the visuals are great. Sure. But this movie, the visuals are trash. <laughs> <laughs> This movie literally is. Oh, that scene where, like, right before Loki sends them to Viking hell or whatever it's called. Yeah, they just opens up a hole in the ground. He's like, go. But <laughs> where they are before they go in there, they're just like pinned up against Stop. Yeah, they're like- a building <laughs> on like the third floor. 
And the the shot they show is like, what the fuck am I looking at? There's like these weird like animated people like uh moving their yeah. hands slightly. And then they go in and do a super close up, so you can't tell that they're just standing on the ground up against the wall. And it's like, oh, this is what I came for. I this is what I wanted. <laughs> I, you know what? There is up until that point in the movie, the acting wasn't really believable, right? <laughs> there was not a lot of effort in the acting. But then when Loki sent the woman to die in hell, uh-huh. and she fell in there, and you could clearly see like she went to burn. <laughs> there was like no, and like he. That actor gave it his all. <laughs> I'll give it to him there. He, he tried to make that work. <laughs> he really did. He tried his damnedest. He did I in that moment. I had to look him up on IMDb because I was like, this guy's a wiener. I need to know what's up. And he has about nine roles total ending in 2016. Mm. And I'd say like seven of them, six of them were background characters that don't have names like guy number one or whatever so <laughs> what happened in 2016 that made him stop acting was it this movie no because this was 2011 and he's like this oh, wow. is gonna like open all the doors for me he gets to 2016 he's like fuck this shit i'm out of here it's like i'm t- i'm tired of being the extra in the <laughs> Cl- claritin commercial <laughs> literally you know he, who he, he kind of reminded me of hmm. uh with his like inability to act if you've have you seen the room i'm guessing you may have seen the room it's one of the you know? few i haven't seen I know. oh you gotta see i can't tell you who it reminds me of but maybe when you watch the room you can tell me <sighs> it's not a horror movie no i know and i know all about it i just haven't taken the time because god damn it you're not, so many bad you're movies not in my out. brain you know when that movie first started getting trendy for being bad mm-hmm. my best friend invited me over for a guy's night and he just put it on and we were we were drinking and he was just I'm like what is this <laughs> what Stuff. the fuck are you doing I'm like what are, like what are, what do you what do you is this is this is this real like I didn't like that one is so bad too was like so for that one there's no special effects because it's not that type of movie right. it's just a it tries to play like a soap opera but it's so poorly written and there's like weird nudity in it and stuff and I didn't know that. <sighs> Oh, you'll see some man ass in that. All right, let's go. I'm just saying, there's like it's funny because there's like a sex scene where it's like the two main main characters, like the main lady's topless, and then he takes his pants off. You don't see any front, but he is doing the weird fake sex. But it's so fake in that movie where he's like literally humping her stomach because obviously, (laughs) like you can see the actors like where their bodies are meeting each other, and he's like. Humping her stomach in that scene. He's like, it's don't so worry about bad. it. I got, I've got it covered. I'm just going to like scooch up a bit. You're not even going to know I'm there. It's fine. It's fine. Obviously, he couldn't sleep with her, but like, it's really bad. Like, that's one of the charming things. It's like, it's so bad. I feel like that movie was so bad in different parts. They had to let that girl be topless just to keep the interest, <laughs> of, just to keep the interest of the audience. Yeah, this one's a gem. Uh, I'm never going to watch it again. Mm-hmm. I, uh, I'll give it a D for effort. Mm-hmm. I feel like this is uh, a movie that my friends and I could have made in high school. Sure. With some like after effects with some stock. It's shitty, Tressa. <laughs> I, I have a hard time accepting this movie because even when a movie has a low budget, CGI is so, that's so much better exists. Like, yeah. 
Think of think of like Matthew Broderick's Godzilla. That was made in 1998. That was all CG, but damn, they did it pretty okay comparatively. Like that still looks like shit too, kind of. Yeah, but it was also 1998, just, so. Right, right, and I'm just thinking like, how low is your budget where you're hiring Nick to make your animations? You know, like I used to have this um, cell phone app uh, where you could add like explosions and shit to videos. And I swear to God, I've seen those exact explosions in some of these movies. Get out of here. I swear to God. (laughs) I'm not going to say for sure, but I swear to God. I wouldn't be surprised. Like I said, some of the way the effects were superimposed really reminded me of like the Snapchat Mm -hmm. superimposed effects. So like I wouldn't doubt it. And when you really think about how they use that stock scream, that Wilhelm scream that you mentioned, if they're just recycling that, then why not use that sort of cheap? effect or that cheap i mean at this point it's part of their charm just uh, I, I, you're not gonna do anything great with any of your special effects ever just <laughs> you know what just soak in it you're good i'm fine with you what's the uh what's the other movie you're watching the octopus robot uh mega shark versus giant shark. octopus where do they fight how does the mega shark is it in the sea that they fight Dude, they fucking don't that's why it was so boring it's like i mean they do but it was like a full minute was the extent like throughout the whole movie there's never more if you combined all the fight scenes never more than a minute in that whole movie it's all scientists talking nonsense (sighs) and one of the scientists is debbie gibson so I don't know who that oh is. Oh my god, why are you so young? I'm gonna I'll Google her. I might know her. Hold on. Oh, hold on. She used to do sh- uh, like concerts at malls in the 80s. Uh yeah, I have no idea. <laughs> <laughs> well, she was in it. Fine, whatever. That's fine. Hey, listen, I, I'm just when you mentioned that. I was immediately reminded of like the old Godzilla movies. I used to like Godzilla as a kid, but again, it's like a lot of those Godzilla movies are just like Japanese scientists talking to each other. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> it's like not a lot of action. Exactly. You have to like fast forward it. <laughs> Show me the stuff I'm here for. I don't care about the science, even if it is bullshit or real. Just show me monsters. Yes. I will say, though, that uh, the newest Godzilla, the Godzilla vs. King Kong, I did see that in theaters, and I really did like it. Like, it really delivered on the action part of it. I gotta say. I really loved Kong Skull Island, but I haven't seen the Kong vs. Godzilla. You know what's funny is, like, I have not seen Kong Skull Island. However, I did see the King Kong movie that came out before that where it was, like, Jack Black was in it. Do you remember that one? Yeah, so there's a... King Kong movie that came out a few years ago where Jack Black is the director that goes to the island and wants to like take King Kong back to New York. I don't remember that at all. Oh yes. I saw that one. And I honestly, for whatever reason, I've never been a huge fan of King Kong. Right. Mm -hmm. And so the newest Godzilla King Kong movie, I actually went to the theater to watch it with my girlfriend. And during the movie, we're watching them beat the shit out of each other, which is great. Sure. <laughs> and so, like, I remember asking her close to the end of the movie, I'm like, who are you rooting for? And she's like, oh, King Kong, because he has such a big heart. And I'm like, fuck that. I'm <laughs> 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 
<laughs> and like three people turned around like, what's your problem, buddy? You're rooting for like the, the clearly the bad guy. And I'm like, oh, I love Godzilla. He's my guy. <laughs> Asylum did a mockbuster of Godzilla versus Kong. No way. They did. And it was the same deal because it was so boring. Nothing but scientists. Ape versus monster is what it was called. Ape. <laughs> and it was so boring that like the conversation I had about it was just like, so, uh, <laughs> yeah. And then the scientist lady, she is boring, right? Like I, I had to scrap the whole episode cause it was so. Oh, bad. I was going to say, I'll go back and listen yeah, to it, but it horrible. And I was really excited for ape versus monster. It looked dope. But it was another one of those things where it's like, here's a full minute of these two things fighting in the trailer, and that's what you get throughout the whole movie just once. God damn it. I can kind of see how that could happen, though, because not every Godzilla movie is a good one, first that's of all. That's true. There's a lot of really shitty ones. And if you're really trying to make a, a mockbuster from something that was already a mockbuster shitty level. It's like it's like you're taking you're taking the bottom one percent and then making something shitty on top of that. Like I could totally see how it could fail out. Like that's like a full actual shit sandwich right there. It really is, you know. And those Godzilla movies were hard. They, they were easy to make shitty. Like you know, again, just like you had said with the costumes in this movie, it was probably really hot for these actors. Mm-hmm. Think think about this guy in the Godzilla costume. Like it's probably like eighty pounds of thick rubber. Yeah. <laughs> Oh my god! He's probably dying in there, and uh, the costumes don't hold up very well. I don't think they could use the same costume from movie to movie, but they insisted on doing it anyway. And <laughs> like, some of those movies look really terrible. And I don't know. I just again, they're, they they become sort of this meme culture of just these funny moments. Like, there's a. I think it's also King Kong versus Godzilla, but there's a meme out there where like Godzilla picks up a tree or maybe it's King Kong. One of them pick up a tree and try shoving it down the other monster's throat, nice. but it's so funny and like slapsticky. It's amazing. It sounds amazing. Like, and, and it's good because it's trash, yeah. but it's, de- it's delicious trash. That's, that's, that's how I feel about it. It's like a taquito at Seven Eleven. delicious trash. It's yes, a lot of stuff at Seven <laughs> Eleven is delicious trash. Did you ever have a hot dog? It's been sitting there for like five hours on um, that roller. Not since I was a kid. But the nachos with the chili and the cheese dispenser, I'm all about it. It's disgusting. Oh god, it's so dirty and amazing. Uh <laughs> I actually went to Seven Eleven for the first time yesterday in like three or four years. Um, because the Mega Millions was happening. Oh, right, right, right. So I bought a ticket and the guy there has not changed because I used to go to 7-Eleven a lot. Mm. And any time that somebody would buy nachos, he'd be like, oh, nacho party. <laughs> <laughs> He's still saying that. He's still saying that. Like 10 years later, I'm like, Raj, you son of a bitch. You're still He's saying my that favorite. Same- I need to go to that one. Tell me where it is right now. Just so it's I can on- get like three nachos and have a nacho party. It's yeah. It's in Addison on Mill and no. Uh, Addison on Lalande and Fullerton. All right, everyone, you have your your instructions. Go to the Seven Eleven and get nachos right now. You know this this guy was this guy this clerk there is pretty insane. Like I used to go with my ex girlfriend all the time, 
And he actually thought we were siblings because I guess we looked alike. Oh. So that's embarrassing. <laughs> and this was like uh, 2007, I think I was going there a lot, like just to fill up on gas because it was nearby. And this one day, her and I were getting some snacks and stuff, and he ended up messing with the prices at the register. So the total was $9.11. He's like, okay, it's nine eleven, And we're like, what? Okay. <laughs> and like, I'm pulling out a $10 bill. He's like, no, no, no. Look, it's nine eleven, And then we're looking at each other like, is this guy trying to like hint that he's some kind of uh wink oh, wink man. it's nine and, and it's like i know and like he was making a joke but we're like if we laugh does that mean we're racist or like i don't know but it was just, man, and that's the nacho party guy that's the nacho his name is raj it's raj the nacho is party my guy. favorite i need to go see him he's he's a funny guy he's you know there's people out there that have a shitty job and they hate it. And there's people out there that have a shitty job and they love it. And this guy loves his job. And I like that a lot. Yes. I'm so, I'm so happy to, to, to talk to people. You know, you don't have to make it known that you hate your life. You hate your job. Even if you don't like your job, you can still have fun with it. And I've always been like that. So like anybody at any service job ever, if they're having fun, have fun with them. You know what I mean? Hell yeah. And I totally yeah. respect that, but I'm too much of a brat to do that. I will just be miserable and take you down with me. I apologize. No, that's fine. <laughs> I'm the opposite. I take it too far. I uh, I was having a guy's night with my best friend, and we ordered a pizza. And my my best friend was too drunk to move off the couch to like get it at the door. So he gave me his money, and like I answered his door, and the pizza guy came. This was years ago. I guess I don't I don't like drink anymore, and I don't. We haven't had a guy's night in years, but. I answered his door and like the Pete, like this was such a nice spring night. Like it was like, uh, right as the temperature was absolutely oh. perfect. You know how we get like that one week where mm -hmm. it's just absolutely where it's actually like spring and not winter or uh, automatically summer. It's just like, Oh yes. Spring. It's just the perfect spring humidity Love it. and heat, like no humidity, but heat, yeah. like just a really nice dry warmth. This pizza guy comes up to the door. He's like, oh, man, it's so nice out here. I, I should take my shirt off. I'm like, yeah, you should. And like, I just <laughs> took the pizza from him, and my best friend almost died laughing. And like, Did he? That pizza guy. Pizza, no. Uh, boo. Like, that pizza guy, you know that pizza, like delivering pizza is not a glamorous job, but he's having fun oh, with it. Oh, yeah. And I joined in on that fun. I love that shit. I love it. That's awesome. Hey, Frank. Yes. Do you have a favorite line from this <clears throat> movie i do i do <laughs> lay it on me bro okay so this movie it really does at certain moments try to it does try to take itself seriously mm -hmm. and so there there's there's a line in the movie where loki says to thor every fabric in the universe is against you <laughs> and then thor replies with Damn the fabric of the universe. <laughs> that was that that had to be my favorite. Uh because the delivery was so great. And w when you hear it for the first time, like, wait, what? <laughs> Does that even make sense? What? I I haven't been what? paying attention and I don't know what's going on anymore. I Tressa, I don't actually even know what the fabric of the universe <laughs> is. Like, what is that? Does it have anything to do with the fates that made that tapestry? At the beginning, 
And then at the I end, I don't really know. Yeah, like he goes to destroy it. <laughs> <laughs> I find it so weird too. Like they were doing this weird thing where they're talking with their thoughts, but like it was executed so uh-huh. poorly. I'm like, what's going on here? Like in the beginning of the movie, like what the fuck is this? Like what's going on? <laughs> Who thought this was a good idea? <laughs> oh, my God. There were so many times when Loki was, like, communicating with minions and whatever. And he's just, like, looking at stuff. And he's, like, summoning shit. And he's not talking, but he's, like, thinking stuff. What's going Loki, on? Loki was weird in this movie. He just kept teleporting from yeah. place to place. And the one scene, he's fighting Thor in the weird uh, hell and then the next thing you know, he's downtown LA. Does no explanation nope. how they both got there. They're just suddenly there. Yep. Amazing. But uh, <laughs> yeah, th- those fates, my f- those fates were funny. Just the end of the movie is like he was to destroy the tapestry. Like that's the end. Yeah. Here's the credit. Here's the credits. Thank you for that nice little bow that we that didn't know existed. <laughs> Idiots. <laughs> my favorite line was. Thor is yelling at Loki, and I don't remember why or when, but, I mean, he does that pretty much throughout the whole movie. Yeah. And he says to him, go back to your worms and your dogs. Oh, yeah. (laughs) That's when he's pinned up on the wall, right? That's what I thought, but I wasn't sure. (laughs) Yeah, no, that's when he's pinned up on the the side of the... It's like a Uh building or a factory where you're talking about, like, the the little figurines. (laughs) That's when he said... (laughs) And it's like, uh, dude, are you okay? Because that seems like a really weird thing to say, regardless of what kind of pets he owns. When I when I saw that part, I was reminded of Anchorman Ron Burgundy. <laughs> He's like, go back to your home on Whore Island. <laughs> you know, you could oh interchange God. those lines and you wouldn't even tell. Oh, yeah, it would make a difference. <laughs> I, you know, <laughs> it would be funny if we actually... Uh, if we did that, I could do it. Do like a Pink Floyd uh, uh, Wizard of Oz thing where you play the soundtrack from Anchorman and watch this movie without sound. See how it syncs <laughs> up. Hey, Frank, do you have a better title for this movie? That's a really good question. Thank you. If I had to change the title, mm-hmm. I would probably take out the word almighty, Thor. <laughs> yeah. I don't know what adjective I'd put in there, but I don't think it'd be almighty. It would be like, it would be an obnoxious word, like fantastical. (laughs) (laughs) The fantastical. Yeah, you went a a different direction than I would have gone. What would you, what would you have done? I was thinking either, because I wanted to, I wanted to like rhyme with it. So I was like, the flighty Thor, but Mm. that's a little too subtle. So I went with. The wieneriest Thor. <laughs> he is a wiener, you know? <laughs> he was so wienery. I did not care for him. This is like if Shaggy from Scooby-Doo became Thor. <laughs> <laughs> I'd be into that. Well, Shaggy's a cool anyway, guy, but... Yeah. Lots of, like, I, I lo- pot jokes. It would be dope. I, you know, it's funny with that Scooby-Doo stuff, because, like, when you're growing up or you're watching it as a kid, you don't realize it's all stoner humor <laughs> until you're older. I remember there's this one, uh, we had it on VHS, we had an episode where, like, obviously they're going to solve a mystery, but, like, Scooby and Shaggy stop at the sandwich shop to build one of those Dagwood sandwiches uh-huh. that are really With tall. With on top, yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's the <laughs> one. And, and it's like, I loved it, but I didn't realize it was all, like, a big pot joke, like, having the munchies. <laughs> yep. Because they never outright say that, like, there's any drug use or anything. Of course not. Then it wouldn't be a kid's show. 
But that's what makes it all the more fun because we know yeah. a wink. So this movie, we'll give it a zero out of ten. <laughs> ding ding ding. I noticed on IMDb it had like one out of seven or however many stars they listed. I was like, that can't be accurate. Really? Watch the movie. Oh, that's totally accurate. Thank you, IMDb. Frank, do you have anything? And I'm pretty sure you do. Do you have anything you'd like to promote? Uh, nothing. I, I would just, I guess I'll promote the podcast. Um, oh, you have a podcast? I have my, I have two podcasts. Oh my God. Please tell I me. I have, yes, there's one podcast that I work on called the Super Bowls podcast. Mm-hmm. And that is just talking about whatever, just off the cuff stuff, whatever you want to talk about, getting silly. And I'm um, doing that show with a guy who goes by the handle Lord Cronus. Hmm. And I, and I, and I also am doing that show with the person who calls herself Maleficent. I actually don't know her real name. <laughs> <laughs> and then I'm in a different show called Late Night Legends with you. Oh, and me. With, I'm on that show, too. Yeah. And I run that with uh, Nick. He's my buddy from college. I run that with uh, this girl named the Ice Queen, this real life witch named Wazzy, uh, this engineer nerd named Mick, and then... Kara, who's just a nurse that works at a haunted prison, and then a really smart, like super book smart uh, person who studies paranormal stuff named Shana. And we all. Wow, what a great group of people. Yeah, we put on this show where we're not really hoping to educate, but hopefully at least entertain and introduce people to paranormal topics is really more the name of the game there. So uh, we we podcast on the Late Night Legends every Monday night live on Twitch, Twitter, Facebook and YouTube from about 9.30 p.m. till about 10.40 p.m. And then as far as the Super Bowls podcast goes, we're a little bit more irregular with that. That happens about once a month and the day is sporadic. We do do that live. However, if anyone's interested, check us out. If you want to check out Late Night Legends, there's a million ways to do it, but it's you just Google Late Night Legends. I'll have all us. those links in the show notes, too. Just check out. Oh, right sweet. There. Yeah. I'm on top of it, man. Tressa, thanks for having me. Frank, thank you for having the time to have this movie in your brain. <laughs> I apologize. It took me a couple of tries to watch the whole thing. Oh, I'm yeah. I'm not going to lie. It took me like three days. <laughs> <laughs> when I was done with it, though, I was like, yes. <laughs> I've achieved something. <laughs> Finally. <laughs> so thank you for joining me and I'll see you next week, everybody. Goodbye. Frank, say goodbye. Bye. Bye, everybody. Have a great night. Bye. Bye. Thanks for joining us this week on The Asylum Case Studies. Special thanks to podcaster Frank Barrientos and a very handsome and talented Andy Slater, our mixer and engineer extraordinaire. Make sure to visit us at AsylumPod.com, where you can subscribe to the show in iTunes, Spotify, or wherever so you'll never miss a case study. While you're at it, if you found any bit of enjoyment in the show, we'd appreciate a rating on iTunes. Or if you'd simply tell a friend about the show, that would help us out too. Unless you're going to be a dick, then no thank you. So until next time, I'm Tressa Slater. Go back to your worms and your dogs.